Hi there, welcome back. You've reached the book of Amos in our series entitled 66 Books, 66 Short Podcasts that look at the 66 books of our Bible. And this is the book of Amos, a book of the judgment of God. Amos is a book that ranks very highly among the writings of the prophets. Although on the surface it's a book about woe and judgment, if one considers it more closely, one can recognize it as one of the most wonderful descriptions not just in the Bible but in the history of world literature that shows the dynamism of the human spirit, and it is particularly recognized as being written in a vivid, very clear, simple style of speech. Amos chapter 1 verse 1 says the author was Amos himself. The New Testament confirms that. Stephen quotes from Amos in Acts 7.42 and so does James in his letter. So who was the book written to? Amos's ministry was during Uzziah's reign in the south and Jeroboam's reign in the north. Amos also said it was two years before the earthquake. Thus Amos's ministry can be identified as taking place between 760 and 755 BC, towards the latter part of the reign of Jeroboam II. During the reign of Jeroboam there was expansion, freedom, activity, prosperity and peace increased in the land. No one seemed to fear invasion at that point, however there was still idolatry going on. The golden calves of Jeroboam I were still being worshipped at Bethel, and there were adulterous shrines at Bethel, Gilgal and Beersheba. Corruption appeared to be the order of the day. The judges were dishonest, government officials and even the priests were corrupt. The recipients of Amos's prophecy was the nation of Israel at this time. But a reference is made to the northern kingdom, so Amos distinguishes very clearly between Israel and Judah. Therefore the message is a warning to the southern kingdom as well as the northern. The subject, the message of the book, is the judgment of God. There are several literary devices or clues used in the book. The book itself consists of four parts. Firstly, there's a series of judgments on the nations seen in Amos 1 and 2. And then a series of sermons are given showing the reasons for Israel's punishment through from the beginnings of chapter 3 to chapter 6 verse 14. And then there's a series of visions in Amos chapter 7 and 9 and then the book closes by declaring in chapters 9 through to 11 a real picture, a vision of hope for the future. So thinking about the purpose, why this book was written. Well, the first purpose of Amos was to pronounce judgment in Israel. Jeroboam II had enjoyed a brilliant career from the standpoint of military success. He had restored the boundaries of the northern kingdom right back to the limits it had held in 931 BC. And as a result, wealth came in from the plunder of war and the advantageous trade relationships with Damascus and other cities that had been brokered, and this also helped increase prosperity. However, along with the increase of wealth came materialism and greed among the nobility. 
they began to flagrantly victimize the poor and cynically to disregard the rights of those who they considered to be socially beneath them. The way Amos delivers his message is rarely clever, some might say even shrewd. He begins with the nations surrounding Israel and naming them one by one and calling judgment upon them, moving around and getting ever closer and closer to Israel. You can almost feel the people of Israel enjoying this and agreeing with what is said. But then he names Judah much closer to home. And then finally Amos hits his target, the northern kingdom. This is more than a clever literary technique going on here. There is a concept. God does not just condone the sins of the sinners around us. He does that, but he also condones the sins of his own people. And of course the second purpose of Amos is to prophesy. To prophesy the ultimate restoration of Israel after all these periods of judgment. So to summarize, Amos is a book that pronounces judgments. Firstly on the nation surrounding Israel and then on Israel itself. But he also predicts that Israel will be restored. And a sovereign God will not only judge the sin of all people, but included in that will be the sins of his people. Thank you.